0: Yeah. Huh. and welcome everyone to a new episode of live evil pod we are back again Hopefully getting you out this news in time before the third week of the LCS uh, plays. But we got a lot to cover because there's been many, many things that goes on in the Evil Geniuses world. And for me, for the purpose of this show, of course, I cover mainly the LCS. So I'll touch on the NACL a little bit, but also i like to talk about my newfound love for our Valorant team. Guys, there was it was amazing. It was a very good time. And nobody thought, oh, we'll start there, right, Valorant? Uh, nobody thought we'd belong. Nobody thought we would get far. We weren't even a favorite coming out of our own region. Man, we we, we snuck in as uh, kind of like the, the, the team that made it in the upper bracket. That's why we have a spot. We had a seat there. But uh, we were there alongside Loud Gaming. And uh, I believe they won the uh, regional. They won the Valorant Americas. And then we went to Valorant Tokyo, you know? People thought we should just be happy to be here that we aren't to be uh considered anything remotely close to the monsters that were up there. Now I'm not as familiar with, you know, what are the best teams out there, but for certainly I can say that maybe Fnatic just maybe is is one of those good teams because we got to the semis, or was that a quarterfinals? We, un, in any case, we were at upper bracket. We faced against Fnatic, played a very con- highly contested, uh, you know, three maps, and almost looked like we were able to maybe make a comeback because you know the, the start was very very rough. And then, uh, unfortunately, we lost to Fnatic, and we had to play the p- uh, lower bracket against Paper Rex, and that was, you know. We handled them pretty pretty handily. Um yeah, double entendre there. Uh but we handled them and we got back into the finals to face Fnatic a second time, gearing up, roaring and raring to go, and we got swept. <laughs> I mean what else can you say? Our boys still played their heart out. I mean there was it was um it was a good showing. Uh Christine Potter, amazing, amazing coach to take this team as far as they, she can and you know, Demon One, Busio, Calm, Ethan. You know, all of them just looked, you know, very proud of the boys and what they were able to produce. At the end of the day, uh, being a runner-up to the Masters Tokyo is nothing to slouch at because a lot more team didn't make it. But uh, you know, we we got really really far and uh, very very hopeful to see what the next season brings. I'm really uh, hopeful that the Uh, team will stay together and this time we'll have a better start to the season Uh, you can catch more of that i figured you can catch more of that on bleep blue pod by fusion just go visit his um, podcast his uh, youtube channel and uh, you'll learn more about valorant as well as csgo apparently there's a lot of things that are going on including a Uh, a move and a coaching change and i'm not as up to date with that but you can certainly tune in to uh the bleep blue podcast to hear more and learn more about what's going on there so we'll also start now talking about the the moba uh esports for the evil geniuses organization we'll kind of start from the eh, we'll start with nacl just because it's it's not as exciting uh you know some things to talk about, you know. Our our third game just concluded for this week, not too long ago. Um, apparently we didn't get to see the game because there had some technical issues. So the vots will be up. So let me just break it down for us. For those who have not been following, um, all, we are currently uh, ranked number eighth, still very much teetering, hoping to get into the playoffs. I think the top eight goes into the playoffs and we are at number eight with a 38% win rate. We are, have a record of two to four and a total, uh, I guess records of a six 10. We are behind team fish taco, Maryville university, Cincinnati Fierce, black quest challengers, and who we did split the game with. Well, we'll talk in chronological order, but we'll get there. So, the weekend started off on i believe it was on saturday yep saturday and we played against team fish taco who was in our tier they they probably were just about where we find ourselves in in terms of uh records in terms of you know how they would play well sadly enough they swept us they swept us pretty pretty badly it was uh, really remarkable to kind of uh see how um, you know, our teams could not provide a challenge to this team. Now, granted, I don't know too much about Team Fish Taco, but I know they have a couple of uh, you know, some some good names like Rose Thorn, who's been in the NACL for quite some time, Spawn, who played in the LCS, and Nxi, who also had a chance, I believe. And those were formerly of uh, Golden Guardians, if I'm not mistaken, and Dignitas. Spawn was from Dignitas, right? Um. First game, thirty one minutes. The score line was twenty four to ten. For Team fish tackle completely demolishes. Uh, at this point, I'm I'm really concerned about uh, one player in particular, and Andrea will fight me on this. But it's Tommy Rayoma. Tommy, uh, you know, he kept playing the Syndra. Syndra is not in meta. Now, Syndra is also probably something one that you would consider be maybe meta. Agnostic, although not completely, because you don't really see him being played in pro play. Um, back in the days when Orianna and Syndra were just meta agnostic, you can blind pick them, you can pick them, and they will not lose you the game. So certainly won't be able to uh, create a lot of um, big advantages through playing a control mage like the, uh, like a Syndra or Orianna. But um, that's what he kept picking, and he did not really do well. Uh, on the Syndra um, all the other teams of course everyone else looked bad the top lane and the jungle particularly looked very bad with a six deaths for Seoul seven deaths for Shiden it was a rough rough showing and um, you know the Olaf uh, on, at the top from Team Fish Taco just ran us down like Swiss cheese the second game equally as uncompetitive we uh, they ran back with the Olaf at top but this time with Kindred in the jungle and he made Varys and Nautilus for the bot lane and Sol tried to uh, copy his moose hater by going for the Garen and that did not work out that did not work out at all now Ryoma did pick the Ari, and you know looked better than he did in first game uh, with a 4-4-1 or 4-4-2 scoreline but you know Shiden on the Ivern, King on Aphelio, Smoothie on Emilio. Uh, just, it didn't look like the very cohesive unit, and this is a very, um, an odd comp, uh, particularly with the Garen at top. He got ran down 0 5 1 for Seoul, and it was not pretty. I, I, there's really not much word to say about that. So, we lost, we got swept by Team Fish Taco. So, coming into day two, we are faced against another amateur team, the Supernovas. And our first game was felt almost like a repeat of what I have saw in the Team Fish Taco game. Ryoma went back on a Syndra, probably a blind pick at this point. I I can't really tell why. Um, and didn't look great again. One three one scoreline. Uh, the rest of the team, none, nobody looked good. I mean, Soul still went killless, two deaths, one assist. It was a fourteen to four kill uh, type of game, and it looked like all was lost. It looked like this. This um, Supernova team is just going to run us over. Of course, we have some uh, good old favorites. Robbie Bob, who played for us during spring, uh, got to show up and show off against us. And, you know, good for him for him to find a team happy for him. But he did it against us. That's what make it sad. Now, the second game, we played much better. A 20 to 10 kill scoreline for uh, Evil Geniuses' challengers. Rayoma was on the Tristana end. Looks so good. Looks so good under Tristana. Uh, King went deathless, eight zero six uh with his Ezreal. And we look to be in form again. We look to play a very cohesive, high energy, really um, embodying the evil geniuses, wild style of go, go, go. And this one looked good. And even Smoothie with his uh, Blitzcrank, he made a couple of signature plays where he... Grabbed the, uh, I believe it was the the kindred out of the out of the kindred's alt, and uh, just really well placed and and really turn things around and you know look good. We we finally look like we're in sync again. And then uh, a recent game that was just played, uh, but the scoreboard is not out yet. All we know is the result is that we went. Again, split one-one, but this time against Team Liquid Honda, the Team Liquid Challenger team, who is number one on the summer standing right now, and if for us to take a game off them, th- this is good news. This this might be the morale boost, uh, the 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 boost to our ego, uh, not ego, but to our or to our players that they need to turn it all around and and begin uh, hoping to make a run. We are in week. I believe we are in week four, no, week three. Uh, and there is only three more weeks to go. We are in the halfway mark. We need to stay in the playoffs. I believe in our boys and uh, believe in them to make some noise and you know, continue to root for them. Particularly, I, I really do think that this team has something uh, of a potential to make a noise into once we get into the playoffs, especially the way when you see King play. Um, it really makes you wonder what, you know, team should sign him, should con- strongly consider signing him for the LCS because I think he has shown over and over again that the challenger level is, is is on easy mode for him. I'm not saying he's perfect, but it's on easy mode for him. And, you know, understandably, he could not get promoted at Cloud9 when he played for their chall- or academy or challenger team, whatever you want to call it, because um, they have... Uh, you know berserker coming in and yeah King King is not on berserker's level, but noting that I think King should get a call um whoever's going to replace t s m NRG might have to rethink about f b i no uh no slu- um no no dogging him but uh f uh immortals could stand an upgrade um and you know i'm I'm looking forward to see which team is going to give him that call. With that said, let's turn our attention then to the LCS team. Remember last week when I talked on a pod for those who listened, those who didn't, this is a quick recap. Um I was expecting optimistically that we could go one and two, taking our first game, and then we have two really uh really difficult games to play against FlyQuest and Team Liquid to end the week. Well, guess what, guys? We went not 1-0, and 2-0, 3-0. We swept the week. Oh my gosh. Again, let me remind you, it was against FlyQuest, it was against Team Liquid. Those two teams, I really, really thought that we would struggle against or, you know, that there would be a bounce back. Now, we, there's a lot to dissect from the FlyQuest team, um, but... I'll let the folks at the Flight Check crew talk a little bit about that. I might tune in once their podcast is up. I know they're recording on the same night as I am. Uh but, you know, there's they they are in panic mode. Nevertheless, they, that is a very talented team that we are able to beat. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. We are about uh to enter the halfway mark of the season, so we are in very good standing. We are tied for first place. So let's walk you through that journey of how it all happened if you didn't get a chance to watch the games we played as the last game of the first day on Wednesday against 100 Thieves now this team this game uh I initially thought it would be closer to than than um than indicated I think 100 Thieves had some hiccups in the after first week right they they went in and beat FlyQuest, and I thought oh my gosh this team may be for real and then they lost their following two games so they're coming in Similar to us, we're limping. We just lost the Dignitas. Um, and, and this should be a, a good competitive, maybe a close game. I, I expected 100 Thieves and Evil Geniuses to be around the same tier. Now, this game was anything but close. Um, let me run you down the... Maybe I'll talk a little bit about the draft since I have a little bit of time today. Uh, as I'm pulling that page up. 100 Thieves Against Evil Geniuses. So, this is how it went according to the pick and ban order. So, first, uh, ban phase Milio was banned by Blue Side, then Renekton, followed by Sejuani, Nico, Ivern, LeBlanc. And now, understandably, LeBlanc is a highly, highly banned player. If he's not, if she's not banned, she's definitely picked. So, blue side first pick. Um, that would be 100 Thieves. They went with Vi. You know, very fairly strong jungler. She's picked almost every single game. Yeah, the or ban in every single game. Very strong jungler. So, then uh, Evil Geniuses came with a Zaya Ari pick. And so, solidifying the carries with two, uh, you know, part of the meta. I think they, uh, there's a lot of Zaya being played, especially if they have the Rakan. So, we're kind of forcing. Um, forcing the 100 Thieves to really be thoughtful about what they need to do are they going to pick away the support from us to uh to to prevent the Zaya Rakan combo um I thought that was a very good uh you know chess game so 100 Thieves came back with an Azir Cassante pick so they got a very strong top laner there and Azir is occasionally it's not a highly contested pick I can see at meta where he's being played. More so in Korea. LCK, he he appeared a lot. Um, so this was the pick given to uh, Quid. Who, who is This is his first game in the LCS. Uh, right? And seeing how he can adjust to 100 Thieves. This is where I talked about where we got to get the edge because Quid has not really played any stage games with this team. That's a couple of scrims uh, since he arrived last week. So This is where we're at. He's bringing in some uh, LCK flair with the Azir pick. Then, of course, that leaves us to pick the Rakan since they didn't ban it out, nor did they pick it away from us. The Zaya Rakan combo is completed. The second ban phase now starts. We banned out the Jinx to stop uh, Doublelift from having uh, one of his Comfort Champ. Then they ban out Nocturne, which is an interesting... uh, It's not the best jungler, but it's still uh, occasionally taken... And then, um, let's see, we ban out the Afilos, we continue to ban out uh, uh, Double Lifts. Champu, very strong ADC, of course. Um, one they probably probably would have wanted to pick back instead of the Azir, because again, the Azir is not a highly contested pick, and so it could have been taken in the second phase, in my opinion. Then uh, they ban out the Gwen to stop a, the contestation against Cassante, because Gwen is a good answer to any Cassante right now even though i think it's it's fairly uh, even matchup and then uh more so in favor of casante overall if you played it very well so uh coming back we got the viego this is armeo's like one of his favorite champ to pick and uh, we see very few occasions where uh, viego is taken only by a certain uh teams that has a comfort in him and then uh that left Hundred Thieves to pick the Ash Brom combo for bot lane. Not one of the best, in my opinion, but certainly uh very defensive and waiting for uh late game type of play. And Double Lift on Ash is just I don't know. It's 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 a little weird. Zeri was open, not sure why he didn't pick him. Um Kaisa was a possibility, um, but who knows? Who knows what's uh going on in Double Lift's mind. Uh, And so we round out by putting Revenge on Scion. So now this uh, game, as I'm talking about it, I'm very clear. Um, On Revenge's birthday, this was his birthday. They put him on tank duty. The game ended in 27 and 44 uh, minutes. Well, 27 minutes and 44 seconds with a 20 to 4 kill line all in favor of Evil Geniuses. Jojo Pune was a monster on the RB with a four zero fourteen scoreline, but even better than him was Armeo on a Viego. I can't believe I'm saying this. Armeo is actually in contention to being uh, the best jungler of, a, of this split. Right? Maybe you were still making a case for Blabber, but you know, not too far behind him would be Armeo, and which is not something that I would be thinking about. 10-0-8 scoreline. If Viego is a pick that he's... Highly favored in, and so, wow, um, deathless, deathless, unforgiven went deathless with three zero four on the and Ayla was just, Ayla was just great on the Rakan to support the, the unforgiven, and this is probably his playstyle to be able to roam, to be able to be an enchanter and have a protection, and Revenge just played the tank duty to perfection. I mean, he. He didn't have to win the top lane. He was definitely behind by 60 CS by the time uh, all is said and done. Against someday, of course, but he didn't lose lane and he was um, very played fairly safe and didn't even give up much overall. And this was a good showing for us. And so, yeah, we win. So it was good. Good to see. Uh, give us that momentum. Uh, we have to prepare ourselves for day two because we're playing against FlyQuest now. At this point, FlyQuest is winless. They they are were they still lost uh, the previous day? They lost to uh, Cloud Nine, which is to be expected. But to have gone zero and three in the previous week, and then uh, starting the week with another loss, this is becoming a bit of a concern for FlyQuest. So this by all accounts, in my opinion, should have been a must-win game for FlyQuest. If they can't turn it around here, their margin for error becomes so small that they might have to be forced to win every single game going forward and hope that a team falters in order for them to make it into the winner's uh, bracket. Right, And maybe right now uh, um, they they can't even think about that anymore. Uh let me break down the game. We revenge was on the Cassante. Oh, this is a good time to go back to the pick and band. Uh so this is how the pick and band unfolded. We are on blue side, FlyQuest on red side. We first ban Rakan, which is interesting. Uh it's an interesting high priority band to, to consider, but okay, we'll give it that. Then uh FlyQuest banned out LeBlanc. Never give Jojo a strong pen meta uh, champion. We put it on static shift, right? LeBlanc static shift is the all the region right now. Then we ban out the Vi again. And then it, they ban out the Azir. They're really target banning Jojo at this point. And for some reason, we felt the need to ban out Ivern. They ban out the Kindred. Mm. Kindred is a very strong champ. Uh, I think it can um, be, be somewhat of a, a pseudo uh, ADC. Ended up itself with a highly, uh, a great alt. So first uh, pick phase, we take the Nico. We put Jojo Pyon on the Nico. This is great. Uh, Nico Nico has been banned so much. Occasionally she slips through into the pick phase, but she she is definitely a champ that everyone is like find annoying to play against, and we give that to one of the best. Mid laner in the LCS, probably top ten in the world if I'm not mistaken. All right, so we gave over the Affilios. They picked the Jace, great, um, very very uh, good, strong strong uh, combo. Uh, Jace could have been flex top, could have been flex mid. We don't know, but it's always fun to see a Vikla versus Jojo Pion, because Vikla has owned Jojo throughout the spring, and you know, and he showed it before too with the Jace. Then we actually picked the Nocturne, which is surprising, but and and more so surprising because it's Armeo. I am still talking about Armeo as if he is playing the same Armeo that was played in in for Team Liquid back a couple of splits ago. Uh, we got the Casante, strong, strong pick, um, and then they they wrap up the first uh, pick phase with a Maokai for their jungle. So the second uh, ban phase starts. They ban out the Varus. We ban out the Thresh. Uh, We know that Vulcan is very, very good on the Thresh. And uh, this is a good targeted ban specifically for Vulcan because Thresh is rarely, rarely banned. Um, And yeah, just highlighting it here, he was picked only once uh, in the FlyQuest game. I guess we saw enough that we didn't want to face the um, Vulcan on Thresh. And then, um, let's see. They ban out Nautilus. We ban out the Renekton. This is Impact. We know Impact. We know that he's going to be good at his uh, one of his signature picks. So then uh, they came back with a Malphite pick. We take the zaya Rel combo for bot lane. And then, um, surprisingly, he could have picked Leona. This is a good spot, I think. Um, maybe for Leona for... Vulcan but he picked Alistar, and this was a game I didn't get to watch until much later. And when the moment I turned it on, we were ahead. We were we we didn't even fall behind at any point in this game, and the way that we won looks so dominant against Flyquest again. Flyquest, I remind you, they have Impact, of Vikla, Prince, Vulcan. This team should not be 0-5 coming or 0-4 coming into this game. And after this day two of the LCS, they are 0-5. 16-9 skill uh score line. This game went on for a while, 36 minutes to 30. Uh it was a couple of back and forth in the early part, but we were still ahead by a you know, by um for most of the game, or I think for all of the game, actually. Uh, we gave up two dragons and three turrets in total, but we took everything else. And Jojo played the Nico very well. You know, just able to be very annoying across the map. Um, 1-3-10 scoreline, very assisted uh, of a player. Uh, just went everywhere. Unforgiven once more went killless. I mean, deathless. 8-0-3 line on the Zaya. And Ayla on Rel is just... It played very well. The AILA got finally got his win against Vulcan. Uh, and that was a storyline that everyone was paying attention to. Um, but more so importantly, revenge on the Cassante had a 5-3-9 uh, scoreline. And it he never once was pressured or felt that he was um, playing behind against Impact. Impact, one of the most highly decorated top laner in the LCS. And speaker was just invisible throughout the game. I mean, uh, he got outplayed by Armeo on the on the Nocturne, and that's saying a lot. Uh, this game really showed me how good Evil Geniuses can be, and at the same time, really how dire the situation has become for FlyQuest with all this talent and no wins to show for it. Um, so we are surging. We are surging. I'm I'm happy. I know we had a tough weekend to i mean week to close off because but we're we were going to be in the winning column right we cannot be uh end the week on um a a a uh sub 500 right we're already 2-0 coming in and just very very high for me uh to note and then looking at team liquid going into this day i know like if we lose to them i don't really um take it too harshly because this is team liquid we're talking about they are in contention for the top uh, top seed they were only behind c9 uh, after week 1 and they had a an oopsie against dignitas where they were winning the full game early on and they were still winning but you know at the last few minutes they they just faltered they played so loose summit was so off Piosic was so off that uh, Dignitas managed to destroy the Nexus, but Team Liquid still had more of the kills. So that's like a pseudo backdoor uh, by Dignitas after Team Liquid just threw away a massive lead. So coming into day three, you would figure Team Liquid, now they have to look back and, and fix their issues. They were supposed to win that game that they let go and should have been more focused. Well, let me tell you, let's, let's I'll spoil it ahead. We won this game. Let's talk about the pick and ban. Team Liquid was on blue side. We are were on red side. They ban out Azir, really respecting Jojo Pyeon to not let him play the Azir, which is very interesting. We ban out the Kennen, uh, which is a good uh, ban. I think um, I think I think Summit on a Kennen is it could have been very very annoying. Then uh, they ban out the Jace, really again targeting Jojo Pyon. We ban out the Nico. We don't want to give him Nico. Uh probably had another plan for uh for Jojo Pion to be on a different champ, just not uh on Nico. They're probably wanting to hide that uh until later, but we'll see how that plays out in the pick phase. Uh we ban out the Vi. We, they ban out the LeBlanc. I mean, or they ban out the Vi, we ban out the Blanc. Okay, all clearly annoying. Strong, strong, strong champs taken out. Okay. Coming in, they take the kindred kiosegon kindrick, uh don't hate it, I mean actually that's a pretty good pick for them, and then we came with the Ari rakan combo, probably pressuring team liquid to see like this is the reverse from day one right now, right they're probably pressuring to see if they're going to fight figure out a way to uh stop us from taking the zaya or you know uh, hoping that we don't take the Ziya and they can ban it out in phase two, and so in turn though they take rel and annie core jj you know being given one of the more broken support champs out there and annie is i think it's a it's a good answer to it against an ari if played well and you put that in the hands of harry and we round out the pick phase with a Zaya for unforgiven so we're coming away with uh three good uh champions ari rakan Zaya. Uh, And they came away with some of the more meta and and, uh, strong picks as well. So it's fairly even at this point. So we start the ban phase by taking out their jacks. We are really not wanting to give Summit too much carry options left. They took out the Wukong, which is interesting. Uh, I think Wukong is a strong champ. Can't tell you what I would think about our meal on a Wukong. Uh, we take out the Aphelios, um, and then they take out the Rek'Sai. This is strange to me. I mean, Rek'Sai is not a priority at all. Is is unforgive? I mean, Armeo really a Rek'Sai type of player? This ban really has me scratching my head. Let me see. I'm pulling up um uh, Armeo's record right now. Nope. I mean. Throughout his uh, career, Rexai ranks just about... Rexai Is there a Oh, yes. Uh, outside his... Oh, hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... Outside his top 10 for Armeo in his champ pool. But this is a very strange pick. This Rek'Sai is not a meta champ. Not a threat. Haven't seen a Rek'Sai being picked. Uh, You know, last time that was in week one in the FlyQuest game against TSM. Uh, So this ban made very little sense to me. But hey, it's a free free gimme for us. Uh, So we took the Renekton for revenge. They came with the Ash-Nar combo. Uh, I would say Nar is a very good answer to a Renekton. And then they left us uh, the Viego once again. And Armeo on Viego. What can I say? 6-7 scoreline. Jojo Pune went deathless. three zero fifty. Anytime Jojo Pune can go deathless and put in a good score. Uh, kill and has the scoreline. You know it's a good game for us. Um, revenge also... The damage at the top lane with a 4-1-10 scoreline against Summit, who has been known to be careless, uh, play a lot of times careless in the top lane. This is good for us. And Unforgiven also went Deathless over 5 with Ayla on a 0-2-16 Rakan. Uh, we just took them out. I don't know what it is. Maybe teams just under- underestimate us, or for some reason they think that picking the Ash against us is a good um, answer. Any case, we beat a top team we beat a top two team 18 to 5 it was not close we just look so much better and i know my ego's inflating at this point it sounds like you know i am uh just projecting us to be very, very good, and uh forgetting about our, our summer woes and off-season woes. But let me tell you this. Th- we are in a good spot. We're tied for first place. Uh C9 decided to drop their game, so we're really on uh, the same record to them. But uh overall, I think at this point, it looks like C9 might be our only threat, and we still get to play them. We have to play them next week, I believe. Uh, we'll do a little preview before the uh, double round uh, I mean the second half of the uh, of the split starts also same time next week so Wednesday we will be playing against TSM Um, you know people have been underestimating TSM I hope we don't do the same thing they are not definitely not a top tier team but they're better than you think just like we were better than most people think I hope that we can take a win. My expectation is that we do take the win. We're starting off the day that that could spell a little bit of um, uh, doom for us <laughs> to start off the the games. Um, I know from a daily fantasy standpoint, a lot of people will probably take evil geniuses in this instance, and that is uh, that that usually spells a, a unnecessary upset. So, hoping that we win. Um, and then we follow that with the second day against Immortals. This one, uh, i I'll almost put it in the same frame as the Dignitas. We shouldn't lose this one, unless we are experimenting, we are limit testing, and we um, uh, shoot ourselves in the foot. Paula Fox is very good, and Kenvi has been coming to his own. This is revenge. This revenge game, too, right? Going back to his old team, facing his old team, the team that he is known. For the longest time, played with and uh, even made a comment like this is what winning feels like. So uh, lots on the line personally for him. Speaking of revenge, we finish our tour against all our former players. Uh, Someday, Vulcan, um, FBI. And we've won every single one of those games against them. Uh, Even Impact, if you want to put him in the category as well. So it's nice. It's nice to have see that. Uh, Friday, we will round off against C9 in the first game of the day. Again, this is the marquee game on a Friday. Put it as the first game of the day. Mm, I, I I can project a loss here for sure because C9... For all the faults that they show or all the shortcomings, I think they are more uh technical that they can fix fairly quickly and this will be a very strong c9 team a very good showing for us if we can make it a close game. Um, but overall, I do expect us to lose this matchup um, mainly because they are good they are good they are that good. Um, we may show our best, we may be uh, surging. But I'm hoping that, you know, we can at least make it close. Uh, if it's another 2-1 week uh, to kind of close out week 3, I think we're in a very good position to play in the upper bracket. Only assuming that we do not, uh, you know, crap the bet for the remainder of the season. But this sets us up very good. We have a large distance against FlyQuest. I mean, everyone has a large distance against FlyQuest. No, uh, Very few teams have only, um, you know, that many games Played right, and uh, FlyQuest is the only team that has not found a win yet. Uh, we can set ourselves away from 100 Thieves, and so Team Liquid will still be close and nipping at our butt for that second place. And of course, uh, our challenge is against C9. Uh, this is no time for us to slow it down if we keep this up, which honestly, again, the pessimistic side is coming up because meta changes, everything shifts. And we have to adapt. And I'm, I can only hope that we adapt well. And I am putting that in the hands of Coach Resvan and Kelsey. If we continue on this trend, I think this is very, very possible. We could be that team that makes it two worlds. We are returning two worlds. And I'm really hoping for it. This is not a possibility I saw coming into the season. And now the possibility is becoming uh, more and more uh, probable um so man join us on this trend i i know we still have some reputation issues that we're trying to sort out but as a lcs fan fan of the players this is this is very good uh good spot to be So I've uh, posted it on the Reddit uh, and and had some interaction. Thank you so much, folks, for just sending these messages. And I can only hope that we can continue doing so, so I can read off, I can bounce off ideas. I can maybe even invite some of you all to come and join the show. So uh, uh, Sliacen, is that how you pronounce it? S-L-I-A-C-E-N. I don't think it's an exaggeration. What I put in the uh, comment was I I, I was going to yell all kinds of exaggeration on this part. The rest of the league looking, is looking shaky, and JoJo has been playing out of his mind. Both can be true at the same time. LCS is not that great overall. Their people are definitely playing on a lower uh, quality, and that comes with all the roster changes, with all this doom and gloom With the strike that has uh, went on, or the walkout, I shouldn't call it strike. The walkout that went on before the season started, a lot of factors that has uh, kind of affected some of the preparations for many teams. But for Evil Geniuses, JoJo Pion actually plays like an MVP that he can be. um, But uh, we need to keep this up and it looks like he's playing very motivated it looks like he's refreshed he's uh he doesn't want to lose anymore right he doesn't want to take games off like he did in spring which we got was more of a burnout type of uh, jojo Pun. so very very good to see the snoopy dog uh, posted i've seen some good stuff from ala and also seen some bad ints from him hopefully he works it out and the team is firing on all five cylinders this is what we come to expect from Ayla, not last split, but the split before then when he substituted in for Core JJ, He played like he belonged in the LCS, and I even was in doubt when I saw his spring performance, and it was unfair. Certainly, he had come in in, in the middle of the season and had to adjust. But from a professional standpoint, that is kind of the expectation now. He's got a full uh, offseason with a team, with our team, And now, right now, he's playing as one of the, you know, top five, top six uh, support there. So Hopefully, he can get better. Him and Unforgiven seems to be working fine alongside one another. MRV511 says, well, I'm happy for the team can be satisfied with the results after all the dot, dot, dot turmoil. But now is not the time to rest on it agree second round robin is coming up and for many teams in the lower rankings then it'll be all or nothing many will be extra try hard plus motivated against eg to grab a win notably yes people will definitely see us as the team that they want to beat in order to uh, climb up into the winner's uh, bracket right it means a lot for struggling teams and is a huge morale boost to snipe a win from a top team in the standing so it's time to be extra vigilant have won a couple of battles but not the war yet Yes, keep our eyes on the prize. And I think Kelsey and Razvan Van has done an amazing job to keeping us stay focused. We uh, or or the big test is this upcoming week. What do we do after such a huge emotional um win of a 3-0 week, right? How are we responding to it coming back? Are we are our egos inflated and are the boys like uh, looking down on TSM, looking down on immortals? Any of them could just take a game away from us, just like how Dignitas did, and we are, might find ourselves back in the conversation of, are we top five? Are we top three? Who knows? The last of all, Dragons of Shadow Veil says, my hope is to see a team have pop-off games in all the roles. It's great that JoJo is playing insane, but can the team play if he gets shut down? Now, this one is a very good point. I think Unforgiven has stood out you know, fairly... I wouldn't say quietly, uh, but he certainly uh, is not as highly praised as the Berserkers or uh, even uh, Yawn from Team Liquid. Prince is still a very good player. Uh, we just have to see it uh, for when uh, FlyQuest bounce back. Unforgiven can put himself in that conversation as a top 3 ADC if he continues to apply himself, he doesn't die a lot, his k d a is pretty pretty good and um and and he doesn't really demand too much attention or needing the team to play around him much like what double lift needed for all the teams to play around him so that's good to see and um as you hear my dogs crying, bloody murder up there, that will do it for our show tonight. Thank you all for just joining me and Continue to have some interaction on Reddit as I'll post this episode up on there. You can find us on Spotify as well. Subscribe, download, let friends know. Let's grow some fan base here. Know what it can feel like to uh, root for the organization. But um, this organization will stand long after we hopefully uh, correct some of the issues that has been plaguing behind the scenes so until next time folks live evil